It's that connection is the currency that compounds. And I really believe that like, it's like, okay, this is a connection is a currency in today's, you mentioned it, the experience economy, right? And the experiences that we have based on connection that we feel uh, right through an experience with the person. And that is currency and it's a currency that compounds. And if you get it right, uh, the, the potential for impact and again, income is, is pretty awesome. Over the course of my life and career, I've discovered the power of consciously investing in mindset and personal development. It has been a true game changer for me in my personal and professional life. And I'm extremely excited that you decided to join us today to take one step forward in your own life. Most of my breakthroughs have come from one-on-one -on -one conversations. We created this show to bring you those unfiltered conversations each and every week. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to today's episode of The Connected Mindset. I'm your host, Greg Tomchik. And we have a huge guest in the house with us today, Ben Kalarsik with Brand Builders Group. A lot of parallels between Ben and I. Uh, we may be related, and uh, but we have a lot of similarities through our backgrounds. Looking forward to diving into some of that. Um, ben, but before we get started, how's the morning going? Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going great, Greg. Thank you so much for uh having me on and I've, I've watched some of your previous episodes and every guest is kind of like man that intro is so cool and then it you're on and it's like it really you kind of get the i love that it's live um right now and so you kind of get the like i'm about to walk on stage which usually doesn't happen on podcasts so i'm so excited to be here grateful for you having me on absolutely it's a it's a pleasure to have you um so ben before we dive in i know you're coming to us from nashville tennessee um, I'm in Norfolk, Virginia, which you're very familiar with. Yeah. You know, what mission are you on and, you know, what are you hoping that each person listening in this morning uh, walks away with? Yeah. Um, I'm just so thrilled to talk. I, I love at the beginning of that intro, you're talking about, you know, in, intentional investments that you've made into your mindset and conversations and stuff. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that this conversation that we have will be a bit of an intentional time for those that are listening and, and, and watching along right now, just in their personal brand journey. So I'm a certified personal brand strategist. I'm a team lead uh, with a company called Brand Builders Group. And uh, we're, we're pretty young, only about five years old, but we've been uh, honored to be named in Inc. 5000's uh, fastest growing uh, private companies in the US. There's a lot of momentum and synergy within our company, but really our mission is to come alongside what we call mission-driven messengers. And that is authors, coaches, speakers, entrepreneurs, many of whom I'm sure are listening uh, to your podcast, uh, to be able to, to help increase their impact. And we know that when you have impact, there will be income that follows. And so I want to kind of help people understand the importance of their personal brand and maybe some tactical things that they can do uh, to really refine that, improve that, and, and build their reputation, uh, which we believe precedes revenue. So uh, I'm excited to share just a little bit about what we do at Brand Builders, kind of what I do day in and day out. A lot of Zoom meetings kind of has this feel today of coaching people through building strategically 
their personal brand. Yeah, it's so important what you guys do. And, and that's what attracted me to the community of Brand Builders Group. Met some incredible people along that journey um, and was brought in by a good friend that I played baseball with. And one of the things in baseball is, you know, in college, you really are the brand of the team. And then you get into professional baseball and you realize that that team atmosphere is there, mm-hmm. but every player has their own brand. So I think, you know, Bob Wheatley and I saw that early on yeah. um, and, and we always kind of had that business mindset and that curiosity to, mm-hmm. you know, what were people doing that made them successful in the real world outside of baseball? Yeah. And it went back to that conscious brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something that I've been really passionate about since I got out of baseball, but I haven't been able to put the pieces together until I met, you know, the brand builders group and, and the structures and the frameworks that you guys have put together, which is just incredible. Um, can you give a little bit of background on, you know, how it started and, you know, how you got into it specifically, what kind of brought you into that world? Cause I know you have a background in music, you know, you probably saw branding through that. What brought you into that world and, and what's the journey been like? Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. I, I kind of say uh, that I've actually been in strategy since I was about 10 years old, which kind of sounds weird, but um, so it, it's so funny. Uh, you and I, Greg, were talking about so many parallels. I mean, even as you bring up Norfolk, I remember uh, the Tidewater Tide baseball team uh, was a team that I used to go and, Old Dominion University, we used to go see soccer games there. So like, even as you talk about that part of the country, I'm thinking like flashbacks to when I was younger and kind of all these uh, experiences in that. But, uh, and we were even sharing, both of us uh, have family members in the military. My dad was in the military. And so when he retired, uh, he started a brand new career in Louisville, Kentucky of all places. Um, and it was about when I was 10, like 10 years old, I went to a, a live concert, one of the first ones that I'd been to. And just, it hit me like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm doing. And so when I say I've kind of been in strategy, it's kind of weird for a 10-year-old to think that, right? Um, But I really did strategize very intentionally the steps that were needed to go from like a kid seeing this huge thing happen on stage to like, I want to be that person. There's a lot of steps involved, relationships, decisions, intentional actions. And I mean, to to your credit, you know, cultivating a mindset of like, no, this is what I'm doing. And so uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's cute. You know, you really doing that. And sometimes we get that in personal branding. It's like, what is that? Oh, good luck with that. You know, and the difference makers, the people that really have true impact are the ones that are taking really possessing that mindset, just like you really champion and also taking those intentional steps. So it was from that 10 year old kid strategizing, you know, over the next like really eight, nine years to finally fast forward, travel the world independently, sign a record deal. Um, uh, here in Nashville with a, a, a division of Warner Brothers, which was really great, uh, traveling the world and, and songs kind of on the radio and television, all this kind of great stuff. Um, so did that through 2006 and have worked with some really large organizations, uh, nonprofits, churches, some of the largest in, in the country and uh, interfaced, uh, kind of intersected with brand builders. So a lot of the background, the strategy, the coaching and consulting that I've done in my career is really well positioned me as brand builders is kind of in this sweet spot of momentum uh, to come alongside and be uh, be one of the coaches, one of the strategists on our really kind of specialist team that we have to, again, assist entrepreneurs, authors, coaches, speakers, uh, just like yourself in building a brand, building a reputation uh, that has uh, impact that lasts for really decades to come. It's not 
a social media post, you know, it's so much bigger and deeper than that. So it really is uh, the, my favorite thing to do. I love being a part of our, our BBG community and just being able to intersect with people like you is, is really an honor. So it's been a lot of fun. Wow. What, what a story. I know there's a lot of depth in each of those steps that you took. Yeah. One of the things that always has fascinated me is how people become known and then how they become well-known. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm curious, throughout your music journey, did you know how important personal branding and kind of that branding aspect was to making music known at a massive scale? I would say yes and no. And I think a lot of people kind of would maybe think the same thing. It's just like, I, you know, we, we kind of associate maybe with like fame. It's just like, I got to be famous. How do I get famous? Right. Is it a TikTok dance? Is it, you know, this one post or whatever, but and what we believe and teach really with, with our clients is that, um, you know, reputation, yes, precedes uh, a revenue, but a brand is not just, you know, colors and fonts and just all the aesthetics that we put a lot of time and energy t- into a lot of times, but it really is what people think of you, what people feel about you when you're not in the room. That is really your digital reputation, that is your brand. And then yes, some of those other aesthetic pieces can come alongside to aid and support. Um, but really, how do you quantify that? And we, we actually come up with a, with a formula that says results times reach equals reputation. And uh, a lot of times when I'm speaking, doing a webinar or talking about, we, we even did a study, you know, talking about trends uh, in, in personal branding. I mean, you can look at so many different examples in the world, people who have, you know, a ton of reach, a huge platform, but no results. It's really hard to grab hold of like, who are they? And there's other people who have tremendous results with no reach. It lacks that reputation. So that's why that formula of results uh, times reach equals reputation. So those two things together are really, really powerful in growing your brand and ultimately uh, your business as well. I love that. Yeah. Results times reach equals reputation. I think we all want to build a reputation. Mm -hmm. None of us want to build a bad reputation. Right. If we don't do it consciously to build a good reputation, oftentimes we find ourselves potentially in that hole. It's true. Um, Really, it's true. What do you think are some of the biggest struggles, you know, that people face either early on or, you know, after the fact, when it comes to building a brand, a conscious brand that... Mm -hmm communicates and you, you mentioned the fonts and the colors and you know, that's yeah. what people sometimes connect to, but how powerful words are. And you saw that in music, you know, how powerful yeah. a word can be a, a sound um, to really resonate with people. You know, what do you think people kind of face against and keep hitting as an obstacle when it comes to consciously building that brand? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot out there. There's really just a lot of noise. Even when you say it, when we're talking fonts, colors and social media platforms and schedule and, and we're kind of like we're just kind of chasing things all over the place. Right. And, and we see this with, again, a lot of the authors, coaches, speakers, entrepreneurs, really great ideas, people who have built really robust businesses. And still it's like I'm not penetrating the market. My voice isn't being heard. I'm not having the impact that I really want to have. And so what what we really teach and uh, champion is that diluted focus equals diluted results. You're chasing all sorts of things uh, that really don't speak or move the needle on impact. And so we really walk through a proprietary methodology. We've really defined this. And this is what's so crazy because in marketing, you know, and, and I don't know if a lot of our clients come to us and they look, I've spent tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars 
I've built websites, I've done this, I've done that courses, all the stuff, and I have kind of nothing to show for it. And there hasn't been an intentionality into the messaging. And yes, as you're chasing all these things, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. And that is one of the biggest things that we uh, really uh, get clear on is focus. Because again, diluted focus leads to diluted results. The other thing is really who you serve. Really, that is kind of the, the jumping off point. You know, it's not just the product that you offer or, or the schnazzy, you know, website or uh, product offering that you have. It really comes down to who you serve. And that can be scary because for entrepreneurs, especially who are chasing a whole bunch of things, it's like, but I, I serve everybody. It's like, well, you know, you, you don't speak to the world. You speak to a person. And so we guide people through a process of really kind of picking a person, one singular person that you serve. And uh, that, that's probably a, a big thing that people bump up against. They're really scared to kind of niche down, scared to get specific on like, I mean, let's just think of the commonalities that you and I have that we've shared. Okay. We both, you know, have the Virginia beach, Virginia, you know, kind of uh, background, both, you know, parents and military, Obviously, you played sports professionally. I didn't, but I'm an avid, you know, I follow athletics a lot, was athletic in uh, high school and, and even before that. I mean, those are really specific details. And that could be scary to say, like, I don't know if that person's out here. Just without doing much research, there's two of us right here in this room. And oftentimes we need that specificity uh, to really help find the people that are going to clearly be attracted to our message. Uh, and so, yeah, that can be a scary thing for personal brands. For businesses to really get specific on on who they serve. Yeah, it's it's such a great point and and really resonates with me because there's a gap when you when you niche down and it's kind of isolating for a lot of folks because you feel like oh I'm leaving these people out. Yeah. Every company that I was with before I started my own company, they marketed to everybody because cybersecurity was something they thought everybody needed. Right. And it just created so many confusions and just so much mm. pain because when you're trying to speak to everybody with a common message, most of the time it, it doesn't resonate with anybody because yeah. everybody's like, that's too general. It doesn't, it doesn't sit with me like Virginia Beach, military, baseball. It's like, holy cow, that's me. And uh, right. when, you, when you market to that and you speak to somebody's specific, you know, either pain points or mm -hmm. what they're going through, they're like, that's me. And I'm, you know, I want to be a part of that. Absolutely. And Absolutely. It, it, it can be isolating to get there. I think that's where a lot of people give up. Yeah, they do. And like, I'm just, I'm astounded at the results. I have client after client and I was just, uh, you know, I'm helping some clients yesterday and today, and I was giving them an example of, of one of my clients and we do this over and over. It's, it's really been proven and each time I do it, it, it is scary to get super hyper specific on finding the person that you feel powerfully positioned to serve. And we really believe that. Um, and it can be scary. And internally, I'm like, I know this works. I've seen it time and time again. And then I get off that call and I think, wow, that was really specific. I hope that this works. And then like clockwork, every time I have a client who calls me and says, I'm blowing my numbers out of the water guess this avatar person that we came up with this specific which you know i had one client who referenced you know a luxury home buyer who has uh, is a remote buyer in the military that's really specific mm -hmm. and wouldn't you know those are the calls she's getting as she, you know as she aligns her messaging uh, with her brand she's consistent in that and then it attracts those people and then those people have friends and those people have 
siblings or parents that fit into that. And it's, it's a powerful thing. And the impact that you can have, that's why we really are passionate about serving mission-driven messengers. Money's amazing. We need all of our clients to make money and income will happen, but impact has to happen first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I can like feel that because of all the pain I've been through in that area, because mm-hmm. we try to force people or we try to go to people at such a fast pace to get them to buy. Yes. But when you become known for something, they come to you and then it's like, holy cow, why haven't I been doing this all along? And yeah. so just taking a, a quick step back, you know, how do you look at a personal brand versus a company brand? Um, mm-hmm. And the reason I ask is because a lot of people in today's world, because we're in a gig economy, you know, people are trying to start their own company. Yeah. They focus on this company brand so heavily. And then maybe five years in, they're like, that brand's not me and I can't connect to it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. And um, obviously we are in personal branding. We're not in corporate branding, uh, but that really is a philosophical difference. Um, I I don't know if you can relate. I'm going to kind of be vulnerable here, but um, uh, when I was younger, I was trying to start companies. I kind of had this entrepreneurial mindset and this was before, you know, uh, a lot of verification, but, you know, I would start a company and I'd have very, you know, it's like Ben's the president, which was kind of this allure of like, hey, you've got like an assistant and you've got this like corporate machine behind you. It was really just me and a computer, right? Like there's there's a part of us that's like, oh, yes, I've got a very big, robust company that you're dealing with, you know, as I'm kind of doing this uh, kind of stuff. But I think there's an affinity of like, oh, we're supposed to be this big brand, right? But what we know is that people do business with people. Right. And if people don't know you, they can't do business with you. Uh, I referenced our uh, study that we um, conducted trends in the personal brands. um, And I'd I'd love to offer it to any of your uh, listeners who get in touch. But um, there's there's data that supports that people want to know the personal brand of, of an executive, of the owner of the business. Yes, the entity is really great, but they want to know the person they're doing business with. They need that trust. Again, reputation precedes revenue. And it's so important to build that really strategically because yes, it's not this nameless, faceless organization, right? It is the person. I know Greg now, like I'm pointing people to Greg. I love that, you know, in cybersecurity, yes, I have a friend who's in, but I want to connect a friend with a friend. I I know Greg, right? And so I want to connect people to this person, not to this kind of cold entity in the background. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. A lot of people in our world describe it as a, you know, a Palo Alto versus mm-hmm. like a Robert Hershevik. It's like, you know, yeah. he, he built a brand based off of his name and he didn't have a name before that, but he built it consciously. And when people go do business with them, they're doing business with him. Mm-hmm. But when somebody goes and does business with a Palo Alto networks, like there's no person behind that potentially, but yeah. people are, people are buying from the salesperson or someone of that nature. So yeah. it's, it's a complete mindset shift for how people are going out into the world and marketing. It's so true. Intertwining their personal values into their personal brand and then bringing that out to build a team around that. Yeah. Very true. Things so much more simple. So that's, that's yeah. real true. Yeah. What, um, what else do you guys within the trends report, 
because I, I love that report and I think a lot yeah. of I, I put the link in the in the chat here for people to check it out mm -hmm. um, as a starting point because that was the first thing that Bob sent me over. Yeah. Was there anything else in there that really stuck out to you as somebody that's in the industry that was like, oh, that's kind of interesting that most people see as a you know misconception or they or they don't understand that area of personal branding? Yeah, I, th I think just the data really supports uh, wh what we're doing. It's just that ultimately the majority of Americans, um, they consider personal brand as someone who's just recognizable. That's it. It's, it's pretty simple. And so it's like, how do I become recognizable? And again, there's so many like short tricks that we try to do, but something that will last and stand the test of time. That's something I'm really fascinated with. It's, it's not just a one-off success, but sustained success. And that, that's why I love what you're doing and communicating with the connected mindset is just like it does take a, a shift in your mindset to be able to approach something with discipline and consistency and intentionality. Um, and I know a lot of your, your listeners and those that are watching here can relate to that. And, and they want more of that in their life. They need the encouragement of a podcast like this to be able to like, yes, I'm, I'm doing the right thing, even though the results are kind of, you know, right now in the short term are maybe not what I want over the long term, those things will compound. So in personal branding, you know, yes, it is the intentional steps to really get clear on, you know what, this is the problem I solve, uh, because we know that people buy solutions to their problems, yeah. right? We, we think that, but then you, you really examine that people buy solutions to their problems. And I know we all want revenue and, and money to come in, uh, but we need to know the problem that we solve. And again, you know this from being in our community of, of being able to, to kind of work through that process. So yes, the who determines the how. That's why, you know, figuring out that person that you really want to serve is so vital. Then once you have clarity on who that person is, then it's like, man, what are the problems in their life? How can, how can I make their life easier, better? How, how can I impact it in a deep way? And if that's your mindset, oh my gosh, like mm -hmm. the revenue will follow. Eventually someone will say, Greg, I, I have to pay, like you have impacted my life. Yes, whatever the service offering is, but you have impacted me. I have to pay you. Like, you know me, <laughs> I feel seen by you, uh, cared for and, you know, in connection with you. Um, and the ripple effect is, is huge. And yes, revenue will come. It's, it will happen. Um, as long as you have, again, that, that mindset, that connected mindset, I just love what you built here, um, to be able to, to do that, build that brand intentionally. Yeah. I think we've all made that transaction or that purchase where mm -hmm. it just, it's like you're in a flow state of, holy cow, that's exactly what I've been looking for. Why have I spent money on anything else? Right. And I think that's, that's what it's at, you know, at its simplest form is, somebody's taken the time to really understand what you need and yeah. develop the solution and, and go through the, the hard times in order to make that solution best for you. Yeah. That's why we purchase things because we're buying the experience someone has gone through or the expertise they've gained so that we can avoid a lot of the, the, those hard times, those pitfalls. Um, right. Along journey. That's called trust. Yeah. <laughs> right. Trust. Yeah before the transaction, right? Like you have to impact my life, even in a small way before I pass money across the table, right? Trust before the transaction always has to happen. And so if you say, hey, you recommend somebody to me, I'm trusting you, we have a relationship already, right? And so that person is really borrowing when you recommend someone to me, I'm like, gosh, I trust Greg, he hasn't led me astray. 
Like that is a powerful thing. How do you, but how do you build that? And so that's what we're really, I would say the best in the world at is being able to develop that clarity on that messaging so that you can be really clear on who you are. And, and we talked a little bit about connection and, and I want people to care about the things I care about. Um, but that trust is important. That connection is, is important as well. Yeah. I mentioned to you before the show, you're one of the first guests that have come on the show through my pre-show research that talk about connection. And I love, I love how you describe it because, and you talk about the X factor and some of those aspects that you've talked about through the, through the creativity process. Mm -hmm. um, but that connection is, is just so important to the ideas, to the strategies, to the mindsets. And, and that's what I noticed early on in a lot of my discussions in my industry was executives, you know, they wanted to be protected. They wanted to feel secure. Right. It, it all started with a mindset for them. And even in a complex world of cybersecurity, that's still a commonality. Um, and I think that's so important as a starting point for people's personal brands. Absolutely. Uh, and you mentioned the trust aspect. And I'm sure you see this with a lot of your clients. You know, we're because the world is so noisy and there's so much opportunity online mm -hmm. right now. And I think a lot of us you know, just see a couple of those opportunities, but there's so many avenues to go online. Do you think being confused on your personal brand reduces trust to a level where people, you know, don't want to buy from you because you're, you know, doing, you're doing marketing services, you're doing, you know, IT services, you're doing like all these things to try to make a buck and pay the bills. Um, but without that focus, do you think it's hurting people's ability to build trust? Absolutely. I mean, just, Carte blanche, absolutely. And and what I believe is that like if if you're not clear, they will not care. So your messaging, again, back to who you serve, you know, like what is the problem that you're solving? It's, you know, if it's just noise, if it's random and scattered and distracted and unfocused, it's it's hard for me to know. And I I can't really care. And again, that, that's a bit about my personal brand work is, you know, I, I, I don't want there to be ambiguity, right? In whether it's personal interactions or, or bigger, you know, business offerings, you know, we walk people through that in part of our curriculum of just getting really clear on, you know, what is the engine that you have at work in the background to nurture relationships, you know, that generates revenue. Yes, there's processes and funnels and a bunch of like, you know, uh, uh, detailed things to, to check off, but it's really just about focus and it's about clarity on your messaging, the things that you're communicating. And, and I really believe that's important because I, you want people, you need people to care about who you are, what you're about. And if you're unclear on any of that, they, they just can't do that. And, and speaking to connection, like I, I shared this with a, a group of people that I was uh, uh, hosting last week, it's that connection is the currency that compounds. And I really believe that like, it's like, okay, this is a connection is a currency in today's, you mentioned it, the experience economy, right? And the experiences that we have based on connection that we feel uh, right through an experience with the person. And that is currency and it's a currency that compounds. And if you get it right, uh, the, the potential for impact and again, income is, is pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's some serene music to my ear. So <laughs> I appreciate you mentioning that. And that's definitely something that I haven't really thought about before. And um, obviously, you know, reputation to revenue. Hmm. But I think, you know, it, it, it goes deeper. Um, you know, what is reputation? What is, you know, revenue to people? And I think people have to get clear on those aspects before yeah. 
um, before they get started. Um, we just had somebody repeat it. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool that, you know, compounds, um, yeah. which I think momentum is something we're all trying to build. Absolutely. Um, when you, when you, you know, lack clarity, it's hard to build momentum in any consistent direction. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, how do people typically get started? So like somebody is out there, they're, you know, running a company, um, they like themselves, you know, they know other people like them. Hmm. What's a good kind of launch point um, for somebody who hasn't really thought on this level to get started? Yeah, well, obviously, uh, I'm going to uh, just champion what we do within Brand Builders Group. And again, we, we've really honed in on the person that we serve, you know, authors, coaches, speakers, entrepreneurs, business leaders. And uh, I'm just I, I love what I get to do. I love the people that I get to meet. I mean, Greg, just like like you, just our 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 community is is really intentional about the impact that they desire to make uh, in this world to the people that they serve. And then it's 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 an amazing thing. And so within BBG, and I'd love to offer even to um, to your audience, if you go to freebrandcall.com slash BK, so Ben Kalarsik, freebrandcall.com slash BK, I uh, would love for you to just, uh, you and your listeners to get a taste of what that journey looks like within, within our community. But we even teach people, even if we never... Uh, you know, talk again. Sometimes you're kind of chatting with somebody about what do you do? And you kind of give a little bit of background. They're like, huh, what is that? Again, they're thinking colors and social media and all the things that keep us distracted. Uh, really, it's just getting clear on the person that you believe you're powerfully positioned to serve. You're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. And based on your experiences, the stories that you have, um, the the change that has happened in your life. If you just teach from that place, and if you find the people that, again, based on what you've experienced, you're powerfully positioned to serve them really, really deeply. And again, once you make that impact, yes, if you have an offering that aligns with that, that improves their life, that makes their life better. I mean, that is, that is a powerful combination. Uh, yes, in, in terms of revenue, potentially, but when we think about the impact that one person can have on another, um, it's probably the favorite part about my job to see that kind of feedback when somebody delivers a speech and you come off the stage and somebody says, oh my gosh, that was the best thing I've heard. Or three months removed from said speech as you've cultivated this world-class presentation that we walk our clients through. And then you get a DM or an email where somebody comes up to you in the airport to say like, I heard you say this. And it stuck with me and I started implementing that into my life and it's changed my life. I mean, we're, we're talking about something pretty massive at that point, right? And yes, we all have offers and we want to grow our business and our revenue, but don't we really want to connect with each other and, and have deep impact on others? Um, it's, it's the favorite thing about my job, truly is. Wow. Yeah, I think that's real happiness and fulfillment at the yeah. end of the day. Like when we, when we leave this earth, you know, and, and when our, you know, family members and people that we touch and meet say that person impacted me. Yeah. And not just, you know, working for, you know, 60 years and then, you know, sitting in a chair and then, you know, you kind of, you know, disintegrate. Right. Yeah. But we, we, we talk a lot about on the show, you know, what is happiness and fulfillment and, and these, they're, they're kind of blurry words. Um, yeah. But one of the things I write about and talk about commonly is, 
a lot of us forget about our past experiences because we just want to leave it and we want to live in the future. We want to live in the now. But those are what uniquely qualify us to deliver exactly you know, what you're highlighting. And when we're able to bring that out and say, how has this uniquely qualified me to deliver this message or mm-hmm. this offer to somebody? Yeah. And it really resonates. And somebody says, thank you. Like that yeah. dopamine rush is better than any other exhilaration right. that you're ever going to get. And that's what keeps you waking up. And you're like, holy cow, like, I want to do that again. I want to do that again. And then you look back and say, holy cow, I built a team of people who are exactly like that and want to see that impact in the world. And I think it happens in almost like a flow. Like it happens in a way where you're no longer pushing against everything to try to get somewhere. And I think a lot of us think about in business, we're going against the grain or creating the impossible. But when we boil it down to that, exact feeling and and reverse engineering that feeling to bring that to the world i think it's it's just extremely powerful and extremely tangible for so many people yeah it is it is it's so funny i'm I'm, i don't know why i'm thinking about this greg but i'm thinking of a story uh and i don't know if this means i'm powerfully positioned for this but i grew up with uh as one of six kids and my my brothers we were in the basement and uh I, I had braces. You can't tell now because uh, I'm, I'm old enough where they said, oh, you just wear like a retainer for like a month and then you're good. That's not the case. You need to wear your retainer, people. But uh, I had braces and my brothers were wrestling me down on the ground and my like my braces got like stuck in the carpet. And there I am like flailing, you know, in the <laughs> in the basement carpet as my brothers are just like pointing and laughing. I don't know why I thought of that story except to say like your experiences as wild and as crazy as they are, right? Like I grew up in this crazy thing. And we, we made reference to some of the alignment military background and um, one of six kids and crazy household, all the experiences, the crazy ones, the ones that are like, what was, I think, I can't believe that actually happened in my life. All lead us. Like those stories are powerful part, part of who we are and the world needs and wants to hear those experiences because we've learned things from them, whether they're funny, you know, stupid self-deprecating stories or whether they're the deep, powerful, like this was the worst moment of my life, but I overcame it. And um, obviously as we share those stories, I mean, and there is an ROI on stories. I know we're talking about a connected mindset and you have background in cybersecurity, but even in in these these realms that it's like, uh, do I need to tell stories? It's like, that's how people connect ultimately. And again, you build trust that way, people retain things better, and then it's gonna separate you, hello, from other people in the market Yes, you're selling cybersecurity or this this offering, but as you communicate stories informed by your experiences, you know, again, the wild, silly ones that happen or the the deep, meaningful ones, you build that connection, you build the trust, and your reputation grows. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the only reason I'm in cybersecurity is because I had a cyber attack at one point in time. And when I hear people come into the industry and they just say it was on the, you know, Inc 500 as one of the top paying jobs, I'm like, holy cow, you know, we need to take a step back here and Mm. realize, you know, why are you getting into this industry just because it's the hot topic right now? Right. So I almost encourage them to do a brand exercise where it's Mm. like, well, what do you really care about? What are your past experiences? And I think we need more leaders to do that. Um, Yeah. You know, because when you have somebody on your team that's just in it for, you know, the hot topic or the yeah. or the money, um, it's temporary. But right. when you have somebody that says, oh, you know, my grandmother had a attack on the bank account and that's something that powers me through. Yes. 
I think that's something that is long lived and it's, it has a longevity to it. And that's what we all want, but absolutely we just need more people around us to talk about how to tease that out. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people think it's kind of buku or it's like, you know, too self-development or, you know, to Tony Robbins or whatever, whatever people say to kind of just push it to the side. Um, but, you know, I'd like to see more people out there doing, you know, and championing what you guys are championing. Where yeah. they can, even, even if they don't want to start a business, even if it's like getting out of college or getting out of high school, mm. like we need to have these discussions with folks early on and, and yeah. they don't have to have it all figured out. Like I still don't have it all figured out. I don't know if you do, um, but I see people all the time, like even, you know, they've sold companies, they're building companies, they're doing all these things, but they're always kind of, you know, reflecting and rebuilding and, and yeah. improving that brand. Um, it's not a destination, it's a journey. And uh, for sure, that's important for folks to realize, even with personal branding. That's right. And, and the truth of the matter is, Greg, is that we all have a personal brand. Like it, it just is there. This isn't something that's, if we aren't building it, it's not like it's there. People have an opinion about you, about your listeners. And maybe it's just unclear. And if it's unclear, that is your brand. Your brand is unclear and it's going to be really hard, that much harder to gain the trust, uh, you know, before a transaction. So what we would contend is like, well, then let's get intentional, you know, about it. And again, I'm just, I, I, I love seeing your background, the discipline that you have to say like, hey, this is a target I'm going after. And I'm going to take intentional steps to build that because otherwise I'll just be adrift. And again, the brand is there. All of your listeners, everybody who's watching has a brand. What is it communicating? Because it's communicating something. Mm -hmm. And so if you're unclear on that, what I would encourage uh, all of your listeners, people who are watching is to start to get clear and, and let you know that there is a path, there is a process that's defined that can help you do that. Absolutely. Yeah, we all need that structure, the framework. I mean, we grew up in military families, so it was a lot of the, you know, the parents were gone for nine months or it was mm -hmm. like, it was just, it had to be structured in a way that created some certainty. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a lot of uncertainty in the world and, you know, people, Absolutely. People need a guide. And I think that's where we lean on coaches. And, you know, you and I know the power of coaches because we've yeah. seen it through the different career journeys that we've gone through. Um, but when you can connect to a coach that understands your background and then can ask the right questions, I think that's it just it, it's magical when it happens. And I think until yeah. you feel that, you know, I think you're always seeking that. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's just one of, those, uh, one of those things I think everybody's looking for but they don't know where to go, where to start. Um, right. You guys provide that launch pad um, for people. And I, I want to encourage everybody to, to get into that because I've seen the benefits, you know, personally and professionally. Um, and I think people, when they think about brands, they still think just professionally. Right. Um, but we have brands in our community. We have brands in our families. Um, and we have to do it intentionally. Absolutely. I love that, that story you shared, just the, just the differentiator within your business of like, Hey, I experienced this. I, I can imagine there's a lot in your industry that just use the fear tactic. They've never experienced it before, but the fact that you've experienced that and are coming from not a place of like a scare tactic of like, do you don't want that? To, it's like, man, this was really hard. Uh, we got through it, but gosh, I wish I had the tools to prevent that. Or it's coming from that place of experience. And immediately I, I trust that more. Right. And so that's, that's a powerful example what you just shared of uh, the power of your personal brand and your experiences and stories to communicate that 
in an industry like cybersecurity. Absolutely. Um, what is, and I'm curious because it takes vulnerability and vulnerability is something talked about a lot today uh, yeah. with Brene Brown and some of the leaders in, in that space of, you know, it's now a competency is vulnerability because yeah. we're realizing that people are not able to pull from those past experiences and share mm -hmm. them. You know, what does that take? You know, what I guess, what does vulnerability mean to you? And then what does it take to get somebody to that point that may be just stuffing their past down? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think that's a that's a really deep question that we, we might need to go Joe Rogan style on that one and you know, go for three or four hours. But um, I, I really think vulnerability is just a choice. It's just a choice. Um, and then, yes, there's the steps that follow that choice or that decision. Uh, and we know the value in vulnerability. We and it's not just to share sad stories. But uh, we are all needing permission. I think all of us are looking for permission to be vulnerable. Um, we know that people love to talk about themselves, right? Uh, I love, you know, we all do and we all know other people do. But even at a deeper level than that, I think people really do want to share their experiences and get answers to their questions. And again, kind of back to the connection point. But that is a scary thing. We've all been burned in different ways or seen other people. So it's scary. It's scary to take that step. I think vulnerability is definitely a choice. And for leaders, especially, um, it's, it is a competency, you know, of, man, are you willing to take that first step? Because there are people desperate to share, willing and able, if you'll just kind of give them the permission. So especially as leaders, and that's, you know, culture and leadership is, is something that I'm really keyed in on as well. So if, if we as leaders will make that decision to be vulnerable, uh, it is one of the best ways to lead and invite others uh, to share. I think they're really wanting to. They just they just need that permission. Mm -hmm. And I think it may tease out the people that don't want that in their environment. Like they just want a corporate structure that doesn't have that within it, that they don't have to go out of that comfort zone because it's uncomfortable. It is. It is uncomfortable. Yeah, we all, we all right. That's, that's maybe not the culture of, of every organization. Uh, but again, back to the to the brand, maybe is is that a is that a hallmark of you as a person, as a brand? Yes, as a leader, I think it's a really important virtue and and a characteristic to have as a leader. And not all not all uh, um, entities have that or, or people have that. And that's OK. But really, our brand, is, it helps in our marketing because, you know, just like an offering, it, it should weed out the people that you want on your team and the people that you don't or the people that you want to serve and the people that you're not well positioned to serve that ultimately that is the role of marketing is to kind of sift through the people that you want to be selling to or really powerfully positioned to serve and, and those that you aren't. And so many of us get scared. It's like, I got to reach everybody. It's like, well, you're not going to reach anybody. Right. And, or it's just, it's going to be confusing and all of this, your marketing really, should, and your brand positioning, your, your messaging should be really clear and that will attract people from out of the woodwork you know, that are, that are rightly aligned with who you are and, and how you're able to serve them. I love that. So it's so clear. And I think a lot of people make it, make it confusing right. uh, to build a brand. So <laughs> yeah, this has been incredible to just dive into some of the layers of it, because I think people need it um, sure. more than ever now um, Absolutely. Because, because of where the internet's headed. Yes. Um, Ben, so a couple, you know, life lessons, you know, I'd like to, you know, we, we've come from a lot of different, um, you know, different backgrounds, but similar backgrounds. Um, yeah. Are there, you know, a few life lessons, you know, that you've either connected with recently or um, that are consistencies through your life um, 
that you'd like to share? I mean, that's a, that's a loaded question. I think it really does come back to connection. I'm really, I'm really passionate about that. Um, in some of the work that I've done, again, I kind of reference like um, ambiguity, right? I really, I really hate when that there's things that are unclear. And so just especially in the leadership space, I think curiosity is, is what I've, in my personal branding work, we, we talk about a uniqueness, the unique way that you solve uh, a problem in the world for the person that you're most powerfully positioned to serve. There's a whole framework for that, that we walk our clients through. Uh, my uniqueness is curiosity. I, I love asking questions. I think that's the hallmark of a good leader. Uh, one of the things that I, I love talking about, and this kind of came from, uh, are you a reader? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So vulnerable moment. I, I really don't, I know how to read. Obviously I, I don't read a lot. Um, and I, I came up, my dad just has, walls and walls and walls of books you know every time we go home for the holidays it's a you know new biography that's about that big and he would always say uh leaders are readers right and so it's like gosh i got it. and i believe that i believe you know some of the best leaders in the world are readers but then there was someone like me that's like i don't you know i'll listen to some audiobooks and but but i really love learning and, and aren't we doing that when we, when we read? So as a way that I was kind of reconciling this, this phrase that I'd heard, you know, like leaders are readers and knowing that was, you know, something I, I want to do more of, but it's just not something I do much of. But what is the hallmark of a leader? Leaders are learners. I really believe that. They are learners for life. And yes, many open a book. They'll be on vacation reading that, but they are hungry to learn not just information for information's sake, but the people that they lead. They want to learn about them. They want, they want to connect with them and understand the context. And leaders that are not curious are not great leaders. Leaders that are not curious are not great leaders. Um, and so that comes from a little bit of you know, my, my journey. And I, I really want to continue to learn. I want to have an open mind to learning about the people that I lead about learning about things that I don't know about, because there's a lot that I don't know about. And I want to be genuinely curious, uh, just so I can understand contextually. You know, I'm not a video editor, but I love learning a little bit about the process. Why? Because that helps me when I'm making an ask of someone who's a video editor. I know the time that it takes. I don't know the ins and outs, and that's why I hire somebody to do that. But I have immense respect for the hours. Yes, that they had to learn, but also the hours of editing and chopping and all that stuff, right? And that's so valuable when you're interacting with people. Again, this is a personal brand. These are personal interactions and connections. Um, these aren't just nameless, faceless things like go do that. So it's a little bit of a soapbox there, but leaders are learners. And I know many of your audience are, are in that space. They're leading a small team or a large team, or they're entrepreneurs and they're, they're building a business. And uh, just that lifelong pursuit of curiosity to understand and to really know will help with that connection. Um, and so that's something I'm, I'm aspiring to continue to do and also champion for other leaders. Uh, are we asking enough questions of the people that we lead? Do we know what they're up to? And not just, you know, the hours that are being clocked in. Do we understand contextually their lives, their goals, and how we can maybe help serve them back to serving them as a brand, um, serve and connect them to their, to their goals? So that's something I'm pretty passionate about if you can't, can't yeah. tell I love it. I'd love to read uh, if you have any books or anything of that nature. Um, I know we have to get you back to the world to continue to spread this message and continue to spread your impact. Um, how can before we get to the final question, how can folks uh, connect with you out in the world? We put the brand call 
Uh, but any other avenues that you'd like people to reach out to you through? Thank you. Uh, I, I really do love connecting. LinkedIn is such a, a great kind of network that I'm I'm slowly but surely trying to leverage. Many of my clients have done such an amazing job. I know you're active on there and really kind of showing a lot of other people like, hey, this is one of the tools that you can use to spread your messaging. So would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Uh, ben Kalarsik, it's hard to say, hard to spell, but uh, you can find me on there. There's not too many Kalarsiks out there. Uh, probably through Greg's. And then, yeah, that free brand call is really a great resource uh, to your listeners and to your community uh, who are wanting to take those intentional steps, that intentional investment that you referenced in the opening of your show that you've made uh, in their personal brand. Because the brand's there. The brand is there. What's it saying about you? And if you're unclear about that, we can really help bring clarity to that. And an experience in one of those free brand calls is a great way to kind of kind of figure that out. So just so thankful for your generosity, Greg, and having me and sharing some of the resources that we, that we talk about. Um, just really appreciate your generosity. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's been a fascinating discussion. Ben, before we sign off here, and you've mentioned it a couple of times, you know, the meaning of connection, but we like to ask each guest, you know, kind of in a condensed format, you know, what is being connected and connection, you know, mean to you in your, in your personal and professional life? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And I just keep coming back to, uh, I, I've thought about this a lot and I, I love that we have that alignment in connection. It really is a currency that compounds and I want the things that I invest in to grow. I just do. Uh, yes, financially, relationally. Uh, and I know that connection is the seed for that. And so as a leader who wants to learn and be curious and ask questions, all of that is not to get information or to have the upper hand. It really is so I can understand, connect better. And I believe if I do that consistently, I'm going to see amazing growth in my life and in the lives of those that surround me. And I believe that will be a life well lived. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Ben, it, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Um, thanks so much for joining us and looking forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks. Thanks so much. I appreciate it so much, Greg. We'll chat soon. Thank you.